Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. What's happening, Warrior Mindset people? I just want to thank you for tuning in. Do you say that anymore? Do you tune in to a podcast? Anyway, thanks for listening. I want to just thank you for your time. I know that time is precious, uh, especially in a business environment or whatever it is you might be doing, family, friends. Time is important, so giving me 30 minutes or so to listen means a lot, and I appreciate it. First up, you know that we have some sponsors, Tacticalories. Man, check them out. Use Warrior Mindset. If you check out, tell them we sent you. And uh, we also have Strike Force Energy. It's good stuff. Both use Warrior Mindset at checkout. I want to talk today about championship mindset, the mindset of a champion. Um, what it means and how it's different from... Uh, other, you know, successful mindsets. Um, but I want to start out with, I recently uh, was part of, <laughs> witnessed, was near uh, a person that I work with. Um, he's, you know, he's a champion. He's uh, won um, collegiate level national championship uh, games in his sport. And he coaches uh, people at a high level in his sport with uh, you know, the goal of them to getting uh, NCAA scholarships or going to the uh, professional sports arena. And um, you know, those type of people who have performed at that level are unique. You know, we watch television, you know, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, whatever. We watch these people and we think that there's so many of these people um, in the world, but there really aren't. And if you break it down, it's really a small amount of people when compared to the rest of the humans that exist in, say, the United States. It's a small amount of people. There's not many people at that level. It's very rare air, very small group, very very small tribe. Um, and, uh, you know, you think about what type of mindset it takes to get, to get there. <laughs> um, it's unique, and it is a winner- uh, mindset at, you know, these people, when you think of an Olympic athlete, you know, these people sacrifice a lot. They sacrifice uh, friend time, family time, money, um, relationships, you know. And, you know, this person in particular, I think about him and he just doesn't, he doesn't have experience in a lot of things that, you know, I do in terms of like, um, popular culture or, you know, world affairs and things that, you know, this person has just been very heads down for the past shit, like 15 years, just focused on, you know, trying to be the best at, at what it is they do. And that is a very different mindset than 
um, other successful mindsets. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different and it's unique. Someone who can set a goal and crush it. Someone who is very motivated and gets done the things they want to get done. Um, that's a successful mindset too. But this champion mindset is it's kind of on a different level in terms of the level of sacrifice. I mean, in one way, they're willing to give up everything for this one goal, for this one thing, versus, you know, another, you know, successful type of person that you think of, like in business or whatever. They, they are, yes, they're sacrificing and they're working hard, but they're doing it so that they can attain, you know, something that then makes them comfortable. I don't, you know, that's maybe a rough explanation, but I think you get my point where I'm going. So I saw this, this, uh, you know, uh, I came in and, um, you know, one of the one of the people that I work with who was working with this other person was, um, you were just training in a certain way, and the other, you know, this this championship person was like, you know, why are you doing it that way? You know, that's not how you should be doing it. You know, I have, I've, you know, I've shown you the way to do it, and it, I do it that way for a reason. You know, X, Y, and Z. You know, don't ever do it that way because you know it just makes you, you know, builds a weak mindset, and and it doesn't get you towards that championship level. You know, um, and he did it sort of aggressively, <laughs> um, as you'd expect from someone that lives that lifestyle. Uh, and, and I happened to be talking to someone who was watching it, and, and they said, uh, you know, I, I, have, I have the benefit of, of being a coach myself. And, you know, this person said, please don't ever talk to me that way. And, you know, and it, it hit me instantly. Um, it hit me why uh, this other person was, was, you know, directing their, their championship mindset in the way that they were, and it's because they care. It's because they see, they see it in this other person. They see it. They feel like they can help deliver it. Um, they know what it is. And they know both people know what it is, and they know that anything less is not to be tolerated, and it can't be tolerated. And it's because they care about it. And that is that is rare between two people. And, and that's what I explained. I was like, look, it's, it's because of that. And, you know, people look their whole lives for a mentor or a coach or a partner um, that's at that level. People search forever to try to find that and they never get it. They either have to create it or, you know, they're lucky. Um, and you should be thankful if someone is is showing you the way at that at that level. Um, you should be thankful. You should have gratitude for it, and it's important if if that's what you want. Um, and I just found it very unique that uh, you know you you could have the ability to be around someone like that. Um, it's it's very hard to find, and um, that was my message: was just hey, you know, you should be thankful if someone's coaching you like that. You should be thankful if someone's mentoring you like that. You know, I seek that out myself. I have that um, in my my teacher um, in the martial arts. I, I have that in my sense. That's why I'm still there. If it wasn't there, I would have left a long time ago. And I've trained other martial arts in other places, and it's not the same. Um, you know, it could be because I have, you know, almost now almost 10 years in with, this, this, with my teacher, but in um, the other ones, I I'm, just haven't been around that long. But 
I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's a unique mindset that someone has. It's a championship mindset. Um, and I'm not saying it's better than any other mindset. I'm just saying that it's unique and it's different and um, it is something that's very rare. And if you find it, you should explore it. And that's my point. Um, and, I, and I think it is molded through competition, right? And, you know, I think you can find the, the championship mindset um, in business. I think you can find it, uh, you know, out there. It doesn't necessarily have to just be sports. I, I do think you can find it, like I said, in business, um, other areas of life too, possibly. Um, but I think it comes from competition. It comes from having um, the realm to compete in, you know, and, and so, yeah, in business that can happen. I don't know if, I think most of the time when, if, if that competition thing happens in the business world, it might not be healthy um, in the end, you know, you start to see other things that come from that in terms of, um, <laughs> you know, you, you see it now, like illegal activities and, and all this stuff and you can explore that. We can explore that later. But in a sports scenario, in a physical competition, I think it can be very beneficial. Um, it makes you better, and at the same time, it makes the other person better. And I don't have personal experience in the world of uh, sports, team sports, you know, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Um, personally, I have experience in the martial arts, and I can talk about that realm in terms of competition, in terms of um, sparring or, you know, when it comes to striking arts, martial arts, or rolling, you know, when it comes to jiu-jitsu. I've done both, and I think that competition is good because, you know, you train and you build up a certain tool set, and the other person has done the same thing, and you test it out on each other. And then there's a give and take in that if I don't give enough, the other person doesn't get to test themselves. And if the other person doesn't give enough, I don't get to test myself. And at the same time, if I am at a completely different level than the other person, I can't give too much. I can't just destroy them, you know. So it, it, that, that level of competition really helps you uh, maintain balance. And then when it gets to true competition in, the, in sport, you know, and you're going to win and, and that, you know, it's not necessarily a uh, you know a life or death stakes scenario like a uh, you know war or a self defense scenario might be. It is a sport scenario, and you treat it at that level. And I think that there's a lot to be pulled out from that, and it can only make you better in the end. And I think that's something that the championship, the person with the championship mindset, carries because they've been sort of forged in that world. In that outlook, the way of being, they've been forged that way since they began, you know, whereas a lot of people aren't necessarily that way. And, um, you know, you look at, uh, look at like just straight up uh, amateur athletics, right? Like something like CrossFit, you know, you can train in a CrossFit gym and sort of be competitive, Um you know, in that in that realm, you can be competitive with other people in your gym and want to be, you know, want to have the fastest 400 time or want to be able to, you know, move the most weight in the clean and jerk or whatever and be competitive with other people in your gym. 
Um, that can be negative or healthy, however you want to look at it. But whenever you finally go and do a an actual CrossFit competition, it, you usually then figure out, um, you know, how to train harder, you know, for better or for worse. But you you figure out things that you are going to do next to then be competitive in that scenario. And um, in that sense, that competition has made you better, you know, as a competitor. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's just my, my quick take on some of that. Um, just that outlook and that championship mindset is one of those things that you carry with you. Um, and it, it touches on another thing, which is, uh, you know, I was also talking with someone recently about, um, you know, training. And, you know, this person, you know, they, they're pretty consistent, um, you know, not, not as consistent as I would like them to be. And, uh, someone I train and, you know, a lot of times they'll make these excuses for why they can't do something. And, you know, it's one of my, one of my missions is kind of help poke through that and help them learn how to not make these excuses and train. And, and one of the stories I tell, and, and this is a common one, you probably hear a lot of other podcasts or whatever is, and I can come from my own history in this too, is that some of the best days of my own personal training are on the days when I didn't want to go. So like, you know, sometimes you, you know, you're, you're going to go to the, the, the studio or the dojo or the gym, whatever you call it, you're going to go to the gym and you just don't want to go, you know, like you're, you're starting to create all these, you know, you feel tired, you, you know, haven't gotten enough sleep or you're a little hungry or, you know, you're trying to figure out if you're dehydrated or whatever it is. Maybe your toe hurts or something. Um, you just don't know where it's coming from, but there's like excuses being sort of popping and pre-populating in your brain. And you've got to push through those because those are probably going to be some of the best days for you when you train. One, you push through, right? Two, you sort of tamp down that negative um, habit building thing that's that's building up. And also, you know, you're going to miss. <laughs> you know, I remember one time um, I'd gotten a new belt, right? So I, this was before I had gotten my black belt. It was like, you know, green belt or something. I don't remember, but I'd just gotten it. And then, like, I'd gotten it, like, on a Friday. And then, like, Monday was going to be the next class that I was going to attend as a green belt. And I didn't want to go. Like, I think I'd taken a nap or something, and I woke up, and, like, I felt groggy and was trying to create reasons why I didn't want to go, why I didn't need to go. And I was like, dude, in my head, I was like, dude, like, this is, a f- you get, this is the first class that you have as a green belt. You can't miss that class. You got to walk in there as a green belt. What are you doing? not going to this first class as a green belt. And I went, and it was, and I remember that Monday, it was one of the best nights that I'd had training. And that's a, that's a great lesson, I think. Not just, I've heard that before from other people. And, um, you know, just be consistent. That is another thing that a champion does. They are consistent. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, what are, some habits that you can start to do. Um, what are some habits that you can start to cultivate to help 
improve yourself, to help get to that mindset, you know? How, how can you start to cultivate that championship mindset? So here are some things. I've got uh, 11 things here that I wrote out I want to go through. Um, number one, trust your intuition. Okay, And these aren't, these aren't like, hey, do these things and you're going to go in the NBA, right? Do these things and you'll be a world champion. These are just things that you can do, you know, 1% every day, just a little bit every day, things you can do to ultimately get better, okay? Trust your gut. Trust your intuition. Learn to listen to your inner voice, right? Um, I'm not saying judge a book by its cover, (laughs) you know, but often our initial gut feeling, what our intuition is telling us is, you know, it's the way, right? It is is the way it's going to be, you know? You got to trust that inner voice. Trust that that sixth sense that you carry around, right? As long as it's not just fear manifesting itself or some demotivational message you're sending yourself, like I talked about earlier with being consistent with training. As long as it's not something like that, it's that initial gut feeling, trust it. Like, put yourself in a self-defense scenario, okay? If you are, um, you know, you get a bad feeling about walking down a certain um, dark area, of, you know, of a town or, you know, you get a bad feeling about walking out to your car and, you you know, you feel like you should ask for someone to walk with you or whatever, trust your feeling, trust your intuition. It works in people, you know, it works in uh, business ideas, it works in doing things in the gym. If you are, you know, let's say you do go and train, but, you know, you're about to do something, you're like, this is probably a bad idea, I might get hurt, you know? Ease into it. Don't just don't just be a dumbass about it. Um, just move. Number two, just move. When in doubt, just move. Just get going, okay? When you start to feel stuck, just figure out what you can do to, sports analogy, move the ball down the field a little bit, right? Just what can I do to move this thing forward a tiny bit, right? Just do something towards it. Nothing ever gets completed when you're standing still. Nothing ever gets done when you do nothing. Doing nothing is the worst thing you do. There's a great uh, saying, and I'm going to kill it, but it's like you know, a, a halfway planned uh, plan done now is better than a fully perfect, perfectly planned um, plan executed later, right? <laughs> Uh, look that one up. I, I, I destroyed that one, but you get the point, okay? Uh, here's another one um, that I wrote down that I think is, man, I, I've, I've keep your inner circle clean, okay? And I'm guilty of this. This is also a good trait of a, of a good leader, but um, the people that you trust, the people that you confide in, the people you share your plans with, Gotta keep the negativity out, right? The moment you let any any sort of toxicity into that, it is super hard to get it out. I mean, how many times have have you, you know, you've you've had a good conversation going, and then you just talk a little shit about somebody, and then it just like just turns into a big bitch session. You know what I mean? It just gets negative. Um, you gotta keep that inner circle clean, man. You gotta keep the you gotta keep the vibe positive in that circle, and, and things will grow. 
the moment that you turn those relationships into being negatively focused, um, one, the re- relationships stop to gr- stop growing, but two, you, then you don't get anything out of those people, you know? It's a good way to burn out on people, too. Related, but not the same, is keeping your intake healthy. Okay, intake, healthy intake. I mean, eat well. <laughs> You've heard the term eat clean. Definitely, don't eat, don't eat crap. Duh. But it's not just about what you eat um, physically. It's also mentally, right? So what you read affects you too, you know? If all you do is, you know, doom scroll on Facebook all day, it's gonna it's gonna be how you are. It's gonna influence you, you know. So um, make sure you're reading helpful things, positive things. You know, read some nonfiction. Read a self help book. God, I don't care. Read something that's positive, um, or just some just learn something from a book. You know, hell, learn how to tie knots. Uh, you know, tie knots that that can save your life. Learn how to you know read about learning how to build a fire. In the wilderness, I don't, I don't know something. Um, sleep is definitely related to healthy intake, but sleep, get what you need, learn what the right amount is, plan around it, but don't be a dumbass. Okay, don't say I need to sleep from, I gotta sleep in every day until eleven o'clock because I don't go to bed until two a.m. That's just dumb. Um, what I mean is, be. Be right about it. Be thoughtful about it. You know, if you're trying to work out every day and you're trying to eat healthy and you're working a full day and you got to take care of the kids or whatever it is, you know, figure out what that sleep that you need is to, to properly recover. Now, I've talked about this before. I don't, I don't necessarily need a ton of sleep. Um, I need about seven, six to seven good hours a night. And I'm, you know, and I can maintain that for a while, right? Um, I know a lot of people need more than that. A lot of people need about 10 to 11, okay? You got to figure out where it is and what you need to fully recover physically and mentally every night. You got to be recharged or all this other stuff doesn't mean shit. Be appreciative, okay? There's a lot of talk about empathy, and I think that's important. But more so than just having empathy for other people first, um, I think you first need to be appreciative of um, what you have, you know, in general. Find things to be happy about, you know, Um, your friends, your family, your health, whatever it is. Practice it. Practice finding those things. Um, For me, this is super important because I I can tend to um, create stories in my head about things, and and I think we all can do that, but we can all sort of glide to the negative fairly quickly, Um, and you got to practice it, and this is, I put this again later in the same list because I think it's that important. Um, Attack weakness, you know, this is something you can do, and again, all these are things you can do in little amounts, right? Um, Don't run and hide from what you're bad at, embrace the things that you're not good at and work on making them better just a little bit. Like, I really frigging hate doing my taxes. But I got to do them. I got to get them done. But there's this just giant daunting thing 
to go and you know reconcile um, you know three different banking accounts and a couple of credit cards and things. But I just do a little bit at a time. I just set aside 30 minutes a day and I do one thing, you know. And if I'm if I'm ahead of the curve uh, enough, I I don't have to you know cram that stuff. I tell my kids, but my my oldest is going to be training. He's training. He's going to be testing for his black belt um, in the martial arts that we all study together uh, in in a few months. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of overhead to get done. And you know, I've just I've just tried to teach him to do a little bit early. You know, you, you've known about this test for 12 months. He's six months into knowing, and he's gotten a good bit done. You know, and you've got six months to finish. You don't have to do it all at the last month. You've got six months, so break it apart and do a little bit at a time. You know, they say if you you focus on the entire mountain, you'll never climb to the top. You know, it's not a, it's not about being at the bottom and staring at the summit. It's about being at the bottom and staring at the the, the first uh, plateau you have to get to. So with all this, find one small thing and do it every day. <laughs> Business, health, relationships, reading eating healthy, whatever. Do one small thing that builds progress. Just a little bit. So take eating healthy. If you want to start eating healthy, some people can just flip the switch, you know? And if that's you, that's awesome. Go flip the switch, man. But, you know, if you're like me, and I think if you're like 90% of everyone, that switch is pretty hard to flip. So just... Start with cutting out sodas. Replace it with something else. Or just cut out, you know, dairy, mil- like milk. Like, just cut it out. Believe everything else the same. You'd be surprised how one little alteration changes the course of a lot of stuff after several months. Mindful journaling. And this ties into the being appreciative thing. And... Um, this is just one assignment for that. This is a good way to build your appreciative muscle. <laughs> but mindful journaling, first of all, journal. And I'm not saying write in a diary about your entire life every night. Um, though you should write something every night, even if it's just a simple observation. Or if it's just simply, you know, three things that you need to get done tomorrow. Whatever it is, just take 10 minutes and a book. Go buy a cool-looking book or you know, maybe a legal pad that you want to use, whatever it is, do it on your phone, I don't care. But do something every day where you just write something down. Um, I know a lot of people are list makers. List making is cool. Um, But what I like to do is I just like to think about, um, I like to be mindful about it, and I think about one to three things every day that I'm appreciative of or just one to three things that went well. You know, I don't necessarily want to focus too much on the bad, but I want to focus on those things that went well or things that I'm really just grateful for, that I'm just appreciative of that day. Um, you know, after a while, it's cool to look back at that too, and you'll see patterns, but um, it's good to keep those things that you're grateful for front and center. And that is one way to build empathy um, in other people because you will see that they lack that ability to be appreciative of things. Um, maybe in a grand scheme or maybe just in that moment, but that's that's a way to direct people. Big one, limit your social media use. Enough said. I don't think I really need to go into detail there. Just do that. That's 
Um, it's just terrible for your brain. And then uh, finally here, protect your time. That'd be number 11 in this list. Protecting your time is something, uh, I don't know if you can do it, you know, all at once overnight, but generally speaking, work start working to protect your time. And when I'm, what I mean by that is giving yourself um, breathing room uh, throughout your day and for things that are just for you, for the reading and for the journaling and, you know, even the sleeping or, you know, maybe it's just planning that extra meal to be healthy or, you know, going to the store to buy a Whole Foods versus, you know, popping open that lean cuisine or whatever that thing is. Um, you got to set aside time to do it, um, but it's super important. Um, one of the things that I did, and I don't even remember who told me this now, I feel bad, but I reverse engineer my calendar. So I use a service called Calendly, and what it does is it, it allows people to make appointments, and it's at the bottom of all my emails, and, you know, that's what I send. If somebody wants to talk to me, I send them that link, and I say, pick the time that works for you, and it works because I've blocked off other times that I don't want to talk to people, okay? And, and it doesn't work if you only leave, like, 30 minutes, two days a week to talk to people. That's just That's just stupid. That's not what I'm talking about, but there are times when you need to work, you know, if you work in a job where you're working on a computer or you're, you're consulting or, or doing things like that, um, and, and it can work in other ways too, uh, if you are running your business and doing the work in the business, like in a sole proprietor sort of situation, you know, you've got time when you actually have to do the nuts and bolts of your job, and so do I. And I, I can't be interrupted then um, with the flow of my week, you know, I've, I've got milestones and projects I've got to get done and, and things. And so I block the time out for working and people can't schedule a meeting. You know, I have times during the week where I like to meet and I have hours every day where I could talk to someone because I want to be accessible, but they happen at a certain time so that I can come in, do my thing and then prepare and then, you know, be in the right mindset. I'm not hurried. I can prepare for what we're going to talk about and I can I can be the professional that I want to be. I can be the champion that I want to be in that meeting for the thing that I'm supposed to be known for doing. Um, and that's how I do that. And I found when it was, you know, before that I was just running from thing to thing. I was like, hold on, I'm coming while I'm finishing up, you know, this little bit of code or whatever. And that doesn't work. You know, it makes your work product suck and it puts you in a bad mood and it you're never prepared for a meeting. I mean, have you, have you been that person where you're just never like never quite right, <laughs> you know, and you're playing catch up instead of being the leader at the table, you know. Um, so those are some things, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not exhaustive. It's just some things I thought through and some things I saw in other posts and some stuff. But trust your intuition. Just move. Keep your inner circle clean. Keep your intake healthy. Get sleep. Be appreciative. Attack weakness. Find one small thing and do it every day. Journal mindfully. Limit that social media use. Protect your time. I think if you do those things and you just a little bit, you know, just do a, You don't have to go crazy and re-engineer your life. I'm talking about finding one little thing that you can do to be mindful about these things. Just a little bit, 1%. 
and, and you're going to get closer to having that championship mindset, I promise. Um, as always, if you have questions or just want to tell me how wrong I am or, or you know, give me your own thing that you do that helps build that championship mindset, please send it to me. Um, hit me up anytime. You can find me on the social medias. I do like to uh, talk instead of just scroll through my feed mindlessly. Trust me. It's the way I'd prefer to use those mediums. So I'm there. Hit me up. Love to talk to you. Teach me. Catch y'all later.